I just don't eat. She just refuses to eat food. It's not even a refusal. It's just like I forget and I don't care. It's like there's like three things you have to do to live. Like breathe, eat, well, drink, and she barely does. I eat Starbucks. Li- That's not eating. No, no, no. You <laughs> eat. It's 400 calories. No, no, no. When she says this, she's talking about a Frappuccino, which is not food. This is just sugar, water, caffeine. Robbie, hit the button so we can chastise Mara during the show. <laughs> Getting chastised enough on the internet right now. Thank you. For, oh, for the, yeah. the abortion thing or whatever it is, which has nothing to do with anything. I'm like, I didn't say I did it. I'm saying it should be an option. You're just Russian bots. They're everywhere, man. Prince, Prince is trying to like buy a house. He has a whole bunch of things going on. Anyway, welcome, lovers and friends. It's me, your boy, Miss Everybody, and I'm joined today by my co-host. Mar. And we're joined by friend of the show, author, jackass, motivational speaker, skateboarder, recovery house owner, and man who pushed my fat ass to run my first 5K in about a decade, Brandon Novak. How you doing, Brandon? We crossed the finish line together. Yeah. That was a, a serious bonding moment in our lives. Yeah, we... <laughs> I gained I, a whole newfound respect for you, and I think vice versa, maybe. I did not think... Like, I was, like, running, and I used to be a big runner. It's been, like, a decade since I ran. And I stopped. I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk because I'm going at a pretty good pace. And then I saw Brandon Novak running. I said, there's no fucking chance that old motherfucker <laughs> who has to have plenty of, I'm guessing, broken bones. And Brandon has a six-pack. <laughs> I'm not saying, but he's old. And I'm, you know, I'm not Let's saying. Let's call spade a spade. My resume to that point read 22 years of alcoholism and addiction. So I was like, there's no way. IV heroin user for 16 of those. Mm-hmm. Previously hepatitis C owner. Yeah. Um, you know, not a great look. And then uh, the one thing heroin did for me is it kind of like Benjamin buttoned me. It, it paused me in time. And it allowed me to pick up where I left off with using. And then when I got in the gym, I was able to just kind of like, I'd like to believe backwards you do look good for you what are you 44 you said Four. Yeah. that's fucking awesome or five one of the two You're not sure <laughs> i was either again a lot of drugs and alcohol I, well and i was <laughs> to my credit i was born in 78 or 77 uh my birth certificate says one thing my id says the other and my mother doesn't recall so i've always went with the earlier what? Yeah. So your mom has no idea. <laughs> yeah. Was she? Yeah, true story. Was she addicted to it? Like how did? No, she just my, my my home life was just pretty fucking chaotic. My father was insane. He was yeah. a Hell's Angels guy, um, and, and he made a lot of meth at the house, and he grew a lot of herb in the basement. And we lived on this rancher, and 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 that's where all the bikers would hang, and uh, you know do what they do. Yeah, you were the hang house. I was the. You hang know house. when I fucking I came home one day from school and my mother. I was always working and uh, because my father was around kind of just enough to let us know he wasn't around. And, and one day she happened to come home early and he, as per usual, was on the back porch where him and all his biker buddies would hang, which was cool. And, um, and he had these papers drafted up and he said, Brandon, come here. And I'm, I'm si- I literally have the pen to my hand and I'm signing up these papers. My mother walks in and she said, Rome, what are you doing? And he was insane. Yeah. He was certifiably insane, you know, delusional on meth and a lot of other drugs. And, and, and she comes over and she looks at the paper. And he had went to his attorney uh, 
Jerry Sukup, and had these papers drafted to have my name changed to Jerome Novak. So if my mother would have walked in fucking 10 minutes later, you'd be talking to Jerome right now. When did you realize? How old were you? <laughs> Eight. When did you Are realize? You eight years old. How do you reverse you the fucking effects me? of being branded for eight years? <laughs> Remix? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, what? So, Jerome, when did you realize that your dad was addicted to drugs and he realized what drugs are? Oh, young, 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 young. Because my father, um, you know, I believe I was genetically predisposed to my whole deal. My, my father was an addict and his father suffered with alcoholism. And, and um, as a kid, my dad would take me and my dad also had another kid. Who he also named Jerome. You're <laughs> I was the only lying. one that didn't get it. I swear to God. Um, and, and the other one, Romy, Jerome, my other brother, who was by a different mother. Those two were kind of thick as thieves, and they would drive around and they would sell a lot of drugs together. And I would, they'd put me in the seat because my father would watch me while my mother was working all day. And uh, we'd go around to the strip joints, and they would kind of be in the back conducting their business. And um, and I, they would sit me at. at this, you know, with the dancing girls would watch me and then they would kind of like sit me at the bar and they would pour shots of ginger ale and Coca-Cola in the glasses and I would do those, right? So I was kind of like <laughs> teaching you groomed, if you right, will, right. unbeknownst to me. Um, so, at, you know, from a really young age, I remembered like things weren't right and right. I always smelled herb and I remember driving and, and I'd be in the backseat watching them and they would like pass the joint below the dashboard. You know, I was pretty inquisitive as a kid to... To my surroundings. So they were still kind of trying to hide it. Cause like, so from the police, not me. Oh, okay. Cause like growing up, like even me, like if I drink around my nephews or my nieces, I'll say it's just spicy soda. Or it's an adult drink. You know what I mean? So they don't know what it is and they don't want to try it if it's spicy, but there they were just, no they no, were just no. telling you that they were far past that point. It was just really for self-preservation. So they didn't get arrested. Uh, yeah. And I remember <laughs> one time, my father used to pay this guy that worked for the BG&E because I was in Baltimore, the Baltimore Gas and Electric, which I guess here is like PennDOT or right, right. whatever. And he would pay. He The whole basin was just before growing herb was legal. He had like a major green thumb and he had these fungus greenhouses. And he would pay them to come out and put this like piece of copper in the the thing that reads the meter to yeah, see yeah. how high it is right. to keep the police away. And, and, and he would build these secret rooms and we're... One day again when my mother's at work. He would always fucking do these things when my mother's at work. Yeah, of he course. He decided he was going to sell this house, which was not in the plan. I mean, anyway. <laughs> so he brings, was, it, was it in his name? No. I was, all like, it, was just, it was strange. It, it, he, we didn't, he didn't have the ability to sell it. I don't know if it was in his name or both, but he couldn't just do that. And he brings this real estate agent over, and he's like, do not say a word about the rooms downstairs. So I, of course... Immediately want to show this yeah, woman you're the like, room. But look downstairs. at this. <laughs> and There's actually a dungeon downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Come check it out. It's through this. You hear bookcase. screaming. It's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. not a big deal. This is fucking S and M at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a lot of titles. What's the fucking favorite thing that you do? Me now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, what like for self care? Self care. So you you are titles uh, or tunnels. Titles, bro. At least you're talking about the basic. You got a lot of tunnels. You got like, a lot of tunnels downstairs. Do you have tunnels too? <laughs> it gets weird. Mind your business. <laughs> what happens at the Novak house? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to bring this back in. What was? <laughs> what titles, is your favorite titles, thing titles, that you titles, do? Because you have so many different titles. Um, you know, honestly, it's, it's just for me, and it sounds so cliche. It's because I think I say it a lot, but it's it's my recovery is my favorite title. 
because with that, it's allowed me to like literally um, do everything, achieve everything that I always wanted, believed, and even never even thought was possible. Like I legit right now could leave here, and I could be a brain surgeon, and mm. I know that. Like it's not even a question of could I or self doubt, and it's it's because of what I've achieved to this point, and it and ironically, it's nothing that I've done. Like mm-hmm. it's not of my creation. I'm not to take credit for it. I just simply was the student that was ready, and uh, the teacher appeared, and because I was willing to to fucking buy into a different way of life, because mine didn't work, and and that all stemmed from just failing miserably and just being in a place where the pain was so unbearable. I dumbed my way into this, mm. and that's what my sobriety is. And, and it's cool because it takes me back to my spirituality, but the longer that I stay sober, what I know is that I have no fucking idea. And the longer I do this, the, the freer I become because I'm not trying to control or create a specific outcome that I believe is the most beneficial for me, which is terrible because that's what my disease is, is I'm selfish and I'm self-centered. So it's generally me, 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 me. And if I have two minutes, you, but only if it's going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. So the longer that I come in this thing, like with a with an open mind and, and no expectations, seeking out specific results, I can't fail. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just dumbing my way into it. Yeah. So you seem super busy. Like I said, you have a lot of titles. Do you have all these things to try to get away from your addiction, so your mind's always busy, so you're not thinking of the next drug? No, no. I do. His concept of self is just different now. I feel like yeah. like you like don't identify it's not that you're like don't identify with like addiction but you more identify with recovery yeah well does I that just, make sense I, I to me the alcoholism and addiction is, is is so far removed for me at this very moment um that that okay so uh i've been ended up in these uh which you might maybe might not get into but i'm i've kind of gotten to a different level with specific podcasts that are happening. So now I have like a, a podcast publicist and an agent mm-hmm. who pitches me to these like top tier podcasts. Right. And and they're starting to book these after like the Burt Kreischer one I got. So it kind of put me in a different tier. Yeah, yeah. And in doing that, he actually reached out to me yesterday. He said, look, I have two inquiries of these people that want to have you on and, and they're in Vegas. Is that a good place for you to be? And I'm like, it's it fucking... It, 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 no. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas is the equivalent to, like, this basement or right. fucking Hawaii. It's like, like wherever it's, you are, you yeah, are. I am. So I'm so matter. far removed from being triggered by a drink or a drug that, like... Because you already decided. Yeah. And now... And you decide every day. It shows through, like, other ways, such as um, my behavior. So what's the difference between something like the Burt kiss that you were on, which is a fucking awesome episode, by the way, and this? Is there a huge viewers. difference? Viewers. That's like, it. Platform but what about, like, viewers. behind the scenes? Is there anything that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure like, there's a big team, right? Well, yeah, there was, like, uh, A, there's, like, a house in the hills that's just just for the podcast. That's so, he, like, he, he has one, his wife has one, the business partner has one, and and then I went and I did uh, uh, Jack Osborne's, which okay. was, and, and same deal. They had this building in Hollywood, but like a, a business building, and, and they had a whole floor. Mm-hmm. And he has a podcast. His sister has a podcast. Ozzy and his wife has a You know, so it's just, but in Oz. doing them, there's this like, uh, so when I did Burt's, we were doing it here, and then there was like four guys 
that I didn't really see that were editing it, that were doing the angles right. that we'd say, he'd say like, cut, I don't want this in the show. I want you, he cuts live and then they kind of, I guess he would talk and they would listen. So I don't know what that, that that's about hey, my pay grade. <laughs> that's, about my, that's about my pay grade. I just, I just fucking, uh, so it's not like so much free form. Well, it's free form, but like he could, st- he'd like, th- I don't want this in there. Right. 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 And, and that was written. It, that's it was, actually probably more like, and that was about when he was talking about specific people, like okay. that shouldn't have been, you know, that Brought don't want to be aired out. Right, right, right. I had somebody comment on the last episode that you were on. Uh, Novak seems uninterested here because he's on his phone. I was like, uh, we don't cut things out like other podcasts do. Like if somebody, like this is, as you see this happening, we, we're not cutting anything out unless somebody were to say something crazy, which... Probably hasn't happened in a hundred episodes. You'll never please the masses. Yeah, I mean, someone's gonna say I look uninterested because I drank water. Yeah, you saying that? I mean, but it's just he also says he's addicted and he's looking for uh, to reach out to somebody. So after I asked him, you know, why are you? It's a long comment thing. If you go watch the, the other episode, well, also it's just like the lens at which you're looking through, like life. Yeah, like, he's, like he's probably just struggling through his existence anyway. So then it's like whatever he views, he's gonna find like a like. Things. What we were talking about on in the, the way car. here. Yeah, exactly. It's right. It's, it's whatever. If I'm having a specific feeling as a direct result of what I'm doing, right, an outcome connected to this, it has nothing to do with this. It comes from a, a pre-existing experience that I had that left me feeling yeah. a certain way that then carries over to this. It's not real. Mm-hmm. So it's like the next fairy garden drop is this, it's like past and then there's an equal sign and there's an X through the equal sign. It's like your past doesn't equal your future. Like if you allow for it to not. Do you just take we, shrooms and come up with this shit? We actually talk about it the whole way here. <laughs> shrooms? <laughs> no, we didn't talk about shrooms. We're just talking about, he gets in my brain. I'm like, yes, I like the way he thinks because he knows what I'm saying. But no, I just think, because you just get in these like, patterns of things it's like oh well this happened to me one time and you were so emotionally like triggered in that moment that you're just like expecting that now for the next time that you do x y or z like we were just in the car and he didn't even know like that we were merging and the guy behind us like didn't like that he merged in front of him rather than behind him and the guy was like freaking out in the rear view but we were like in our little car of just like <laughs> like happy good vibes and then he like looks back he's like oh that guy's like Having a hard time. Would you get recognized right now? Like if, if you got out of your car, especially around here, do you think he would recognize that you're Brandon Novak because this is so close to where everything kind of started for you? I mean. You get recognized when you go out to dinner and stuff? You know what's interesting more, again, with that, the, the cool thing about this new kind of element of podcast that I'm getting into, once you kind of get into one, you kind of get branched out to these other ones, but it's not my particular wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So it really does wonders for my agenda, right. right? What I'm pushing, what I'm promoting, which is a better, healthier way of life and access and availability to it. Um, so now at the gym, I'm not like, it's weird to say that I'm a gym guy, but I was never a gym guy my whole life. Gym bro, bro. I, I know, right? And I go to the gym, but, but guys that like, you know, coming up, going from the skateboarding world to the jackass world to, like, the punk scene. Like, I, I the, the bros weren't really in my repertoire. Yeah, Not yeah. that's wrong. But now I go to the gym, and they're like, dude, I saw... And it's that's Bird not piss, my yeah. normal thing, but it's a really rad thing because, like, uh, hopefully this net that I'm casting is just reaching a broader audience. Yeah, it definitely which is does. Which really cool. And 
So I'm coming back to say that I get recognized more now for what I'm doing than the shit I did then when I was doing it. Right, right, right. Oh, I, th- nice. I think that we, you talked about on the way here, you know, a lot of people seem to be maybe getting sober or drinking less. Right, right, right. I think when it's I was like, you see what you look for. Yeah. And when I was doing it, like in my era, it was fucking like the skate punk scene and you fucking live fast, die young. And, and this is till the wheels fall off. Things evolve. People change. And I think today, especially after like COVID and all these like trying dark times where the government said uh, isolation, disconnect, you know, um, be scared. Yeah, people are looking for, like, a positive, healthy outlet um, and some form of community and just Mm -hmm. a a better mentality. Um, And I think from what I see, at least maybe because I surround myself with it, it's people that kind of veer away from, like, you know, the the narrative and the agendas that specific news outlets put out to have you buying into certain beliefs because it – Goes so deep with the financially backed motives and it's just agendas, political. So I think now people are just, at least, again, what I see and I kind of create the environment that I seek are people that are just genuinely, you know, wanting to better themselves. And that's who I surround myself with. I, I, when, when people come around me and they, they're just different and there's no right or wrong way to be, I accept everyone for who they are and everyone's process is entitled to their own process. But I, my energy kind of reflects it immediately. It doesn't even, it, it just drains me. It, right. It drains me. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Because before I used to fucking, you know, drink bottles of wine like it was water and shoot speed balls of heroin and cocaine and, and eat whatever I felt, whenever I felt. Now if I fucking eat a hamburger, I would get sick. <laughs> right? Like it, if I drank a soda, I would probably can maybe throw up. And right. I like that fucking judgment yeah, position feels better so what was it like growing up and getting famous with your friends speaking about your group changing your groups i guess you guys all met in high school or middle school right uh um, you guys like the cky guys no well i was from baltimore and mm-hmm. i had known bam from skateboarding and i was from baltimore with another pro skater bucky lasik mm-hmm. who's like a, a legend in his own right and uh Bucky took me under his wing, and we would come to Pennsylvania to skate at this skate park called Cheap Skates, and that's where I'd met Bam. And, and when I saw Bam, I was like, fuck, this kid's going to be a problem, because <laughs> he was just like me. We looked alike, we dressed alike, we talked alike, we acted alike, and we skated just alike, and we were very consistent skaters and contest skaters, and long story short, we would practice for this contest every year that took place in Bricktown, New Jersey, the NSA's National Skateboarding Association, and... And either I would win or he would win year after year after year. And one year I didn't show up, but Bucky did. And Bam was there. And Bam's like, yo, where's Novak? And Bucky says to Bam, I think he's on heroin. And Bam says, what's that? Because he's still so young, he doesn't even fucking... Wait, what is the age difference between you guys? A year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but I started drugs like at a very young age. Early, and right. he was so consumed with skateboarding. Like, why would he know? You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and um, so his career... Continued to excel. He had made a CKY video, mm-hmm. um, made his first million off that, and started to like then do CKY two. Yeah, and Viva La Bam was in talks, and then I was 
decided to pursue heroin. <laughs> so, I mean, the logical. Same, same. Right? <laughs> they, both make, they both make people happy. Yeah, you can't deny do. that. They do. They do. They really do. Until one doesn't anymore. Right. <laughs> you look so sad. They do. They really do. I, I went back. I you see that? Do heroin I, again. I teleported back. I just you just triggered me to fucking get high. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> you will never see them back again. <laughs> this podcast will be back. Sell this dick. <laughs> That's, that's it, man. That's where we go. Zero to a hundred. Oh my god! So was it weird hearing people? So now you're famous. Famous people know who you are. Is it weird people saying I grew up watching you, or I was always a big fan of you growing up? I had. I, I was talking to a kid today, and he's coming to my treatment center, and he's coming from another treatment center. So he was on the fence. He wanted to either come to mine or a place in Virginia. So I get on the phone with him and. Uh, I said, are you aware of me, who I am, what I do, what my mission causes? And he said, I, I don't know much about your recovery, but I was born in the 90s and I grew up watching you. And I said, well, let me stop you there and apologize. Because yeah. that's probably largely why you're sitting in a fucking detox. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, definitely okay. contributing factor. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. So it's cool, man. I, but what it's done, right, is because I, I learned that everything is perspective. Mm. Everything in my life. How do I view it? Is, it? is it why me, why me, or why the fuck not me? Am mm -hmm. I the victim uh, in this or what? So what I know to be true now is that looking back and recognizing the synchronicity in life's events that have led me here and now proved to me how powerful my higher power is and how much more he's been doing for me way longer than I could ever conceive. But what happened is I, I know for a fact that I went through what I went through to, to, be ability, uh, to, to be blessed with the ability to build this rather large platform of notoriety mm -hmm. um, and my public fucking demise with my addiction and the books and the tabloids and whatever to be blessed with sobriety, make it through that, and now turn that, that defect of mine into my asset, mm -hmm. meaning that I have now taken the poison that killed me as medicine to save me, but not only me, but thousands and thousands yeah. of others. So it's all just a shift in perspective. Have you seen like a lot of your castmates reach out to you now that have been on CBY yeah. Jackass? Totally. They reach out to you for you know guidance. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So are you now a leader in that regard amongst those people? I wouldn't say leader. That's a that's again that's then like differentiating me from anyone else, which mm -hmm. is the opposite of addiction is connection. So together we do this. So there's really no leader. In I my feel like eyes. it's like you're an example. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of people will be like. Like they look at things and it's like, oh, like you, you kind of like beat the odds in a sense. And it's like, yeah, okay, if I did it, anyone could then. And that's exactly it, right? Depending on the perspective of which you view this situation, mine per se, um, the demographic that, that I'm relatable to, skateboarding, fucking punk scene, drug scene, all of us that demographic are, are defiant by nature. They hate authority. They refuse to conform, right? Mm -hmm. Anarchy at its fucking right. finest. Um, and we all pretty much, like, have an idea that we know what's best for us. So understanding that, what I do, again, coming back to perspective, I use my platforms, my social media combined, and deliver my message, hopefully in a form... Of attraction rather than promotion. Right. And I try to deliver it in a way that it's so, like, desirable, so appealing, um, and so attractive. So much so that, like, if I can get people to want it so bad that they, like, want to fuck it, mm -hmm. then 
and they become willing to do anything to obtain that, then their lives will change. Like the, the, the terms of their contract will forever change. But I have to del- It's all fucking sleight of hand, smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Because we all want the same outcome, but it just has to be delivered in, in an appropriate manner. Right. So it's just understanding. If you get sober, you can come on the show too. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you want to do. What I know is that if you get sober, you too could become a brain surgeon like I could become. Right. Well, that's like, people could, always just feel like, to, oh, it's an, ex- you're like, the, for instance, like, when I'm talking to guys, a lot of times, like if I talk about like open relationships and things, guys will be like, well, you're the exception. It's like, I'm not an exception. It's like an example. And if it's like, if one person can do it, it's like, yes, it's just proof that there's, it's possible for anybody else to do it. Exactly. It's like, I don't believe in exceptions. Like I just, it's examples. Yes. I agree hundred percent. Or like maybe I do believe in exceptions and I would favor the exception over the rule, honestly, because I'm just like, I know it exists. And it's could happen for anybody. Are you into that, Novak? Open relationship? Yeah, I think I am. But my problem is I don't like to define it as that. Because I don't like confrontation. And I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I never want to like offend or hurt anybody. And, and I, I don't enjoy having that conversation. Mm. So I don't do that. And so you just hope the girl brings it up? Yeah, or just like kind of really hope and uh, you just like enjoy people in the moment. Yeah, and hope that it like if it becomes a thing. I never. What I don't do is is um, place unrealistic expectations of myself onto somebody else, mm-hmm. right? So I'll never be like, I am going to be your fucking knight in shining armor, and we are going to ride into the sunset <laughs> together, and no man will ever fucking treat you the way I will. That's I will not do that. Right? You know, that's just not fair to. Either that's like a lot of pressure all. for you too. Well, I know that I will never live up to that. I know that. Well, and it's like different people offer different things. So uh, to, I just kind of state that, like, I'm not, I, I'm a single man. Uh, I'm a single man for a reason. I, I really am selfish with my time, and I really enjoy it. And um, I'm a great person. I'm a great friend. And if there's things that come along with that friendship, fuck yeah. And if there isn't, that's amazing, too. We'll just remain friends. So what's your craziest kink? I dude, you'd think you'd think I'd have like a gnarly kink, but I like to talk dirty. I like um, really kind of. I think I think mild. What's like a dirty? Like how how do you dirty talk? Well, that's just would sound really awkward (laughs) (laughs) in this setting. With you know, Mars sitting right there. I'm right here. I'm here for you. You know, I was in a porn once. I did a porn. Were you really? Yeah. How was it? It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Was it your fault for being bad? Oh, yeah, I was fully okay. like, I was fucking horrible. And, but the funny story about this story is that, so I do this porn, and and, and they get me for my name, right? Yeah. And, and the porn takes oh, place. I think you told me in, this. In, yeah, I did. And, and Bam's skate bar. And, and uh, it's like Gina Lynn and Travis Knight. Like pretty. Are big. you fucking in this, or are you just going yeah. back? Okay. No, I'd, I'd fuck. And, and, and the, <laughs> I'd fuck. i fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But I wish that I fucked as good as I say I fucked. Right, yeah. right. Not true. So the the storyline is I'm going to do a 900 on this vert wall. Now I'm fucking. What high is a 900? It's like a trick that Tony Hawk. Oh, with like, a skateboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a sexy. Oh, oh, a 6900. A 6900. That's the only that? thing that got our attention <laughs> in this whole podcast. A 900. I'm like you never heard of that. Fucking <laughs> I guess you if. The woman's small enough and you're big enough, you could turn her into a 900. Oh, man. 
Okay. So wait, you were going to do a 900 naked? Is that what the idea was? No, on this wall. But I'm like high as fat Charles ass. I haven't (laughs) skated in years. I'm just, I live to fucking do drugs at this point. And storyline is I do a 900, but I break my pelvis. Right? Mm, And then when I I break my pelvis, these fucking nurses come in in this doom buggy. and, And they pick me up from the ground. And they got like the hot nurse porn outfits. And they put me in the back of this doom buggy. And they take me up to the top of this A frame. Where they then, in turn, just fucking go to work, right? Sucking, fucking, and it's just like a full-on porn. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like a paycheck, because they're going to give me a few grand. For them, it's a total job, (laughs) and they're over it. But I'm, like, so high on so many opiates that it kind of acts as, like, a a blocker. You can't really come, Mm -hmm. right? So my dick is hard, and I'm fucking, I'm fucking, I'm fucking, but I'm not coming. And the girls are, like, really over it. I want to, I just want the money. Wait, you have to not in order to get the check? Well, it's, a, it's kind of the point of the porn. And how do I get this the drug that shot. I can not come with from? Yeah. You just take either Prozac, Adderall, or opiates. Don't do drugs, kids, but if you don't want to come, I mean, I'm having a... Trust me. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, go on, go on. So so finally, when I'm like getting ready to come, the, the camera people have checked out. Everyone's just like fucking riding the clock, and I'm like trying to make this happen. So I'm getting ready to do it. Money shot's <laughs> happening. Everyone's like, now they're interested. They're enthused. And they're waiting for He's like, gonna come. They're, they're waiting for fireworks to shoot out of my cock. Bar none. Fucking like fireworks. Yeah. And literally it just goes boop. the rock. Like barely, like barely, like you maybe even on this black thing, you might not even see like how much came out. So then oh, Wait, how can we find this video? It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Believe it or not, it gets better. And this is kind of my but claim. But wait, to there's fame. more. This is my claim to fame. Um uh if you can't tell, I kind of used to live my life by setting the bar really low. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if I woke up, I would get a standing applause. Right. But, so the next day, they're like, we got to do another scene. We'll do another one. And I'm engaged at this time. But this is before, like, phones are, like, a big thing. So, I'm like, now I've come. I'm having that clarity of how Post fucked I clarity. am. Yeah. And, uh, but then they're like, we're doing it more. And I'm like, dude, it was sick. I'm sorry. Fuck it. I'll do it. I'm in. I'm in. I talked them in to let me do it again. And this is this is, this is is the real claim to fame. Um, same thing happens. I can't come. Oh I can God. say in 100% truth and honesty, I had a stunt cock come for me in a, a porn. A stunt cock come yeah. in. How close was it to your real cock? Fucking yeah, that's kind of hard. Yeah, I'm like, that, because, like... I, I was unkept. I'm a fucking, like, 140-pound heroin addict that just literally was sunk in three... I was almost invisible. And then all, like, unshaven, just, like, fucking... You're like, let's un- go. And then you get this, like, fucking clean, burly, buff, professional porn star who, like, gets his asshole bleached and fucking shaves every hair on his body. And it's just this massive, like... Dildo cock. It was impressive. And mine was just like... So you talked about post-cum clarity, which we all know about. Not everyone knows about waking up the next day after taking drugs clarity. Is there a similar feeling to when you wake up when you were just on a bender drinking, doing drugs, and you wake up and go, "Ah, I shouldn't have done that? Or is it just... Well, it depends on, for me, and the level that I had reached. Right. Um, there was it, that's why I continuously got high and got loaded was to escape the reality that I had created for myself. So, it so wasn't every, every time I would like I'd wake up and and I'd be hit with that moment of clarity what my life really looked like and how it bad it really became as a direct result of my addiction. 
I would get high, and, and without fail, I would get high, I would get drunk, and this delusional effect was produced every time, which then in turn would make me escape my reality. Mm-hmm. So it was just this disconnection that was taking place forever. Mm-hmm. So the only reprieve that I got was like sleeping. That was peace. That was like nice. And then as soon as my eyes opened, A, I dreaded the fact that they fucking opened. And then B, it was like, how do we get the money? How do we make this happen? Do you because think you were I, trying to kill yourself? Because I remember when I was, I was an alcoholic after yeah, my divorce, right? Yeah. I was, so I'm not, a, I don't have an addictive personality. I don't have to drink at all. I'm fine with it. But I was actively drinking every day in a way to try to kill myself. Were you doing the same thing? I didn't want to kill myself. Because I knew that, like, I knew that my game was going to play out one of two ways. Either I would get sober or I would die in the process of meeting an overdose, not an intentional death. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that, like, I was capable of producing way fucking better results than what I was accepting at that point in time. But also what I was accepting at that point in time was, like, really fucking fun. Right? like Fake dicks everywhere? I'm fucking... Like traveling the world, I go to different countries. I fucking like did some of the yeah, like best. it's not a bad situation. Yeah, I did some of the best things of my life, becoming like a, a kind of a household name on a fucking TV show that's insanely successful all yeah. the way around the world. I get paid rather well for it. Right, like I would go back and do it all again. I, I don't regret it. And how much would you make off like an episode of Evil Levan? Uh, well, you know what's funny is <laughs> when when and this is in. Um, uh, this is in the Streets of Baltimore book that just came out, an audio, which I narrated, if you care to fucking It's an amazing it book. I listened. It was great. It, but you, you heard it in that, right? And I keep giving you compliments. You don't fucking accept them. Do you have a problem accepting my compliments? I just don't. Uh, compliments are strange to me. I'm, I'm not like, if you notice, when someone will give me a, co- a present, me. I have to like say why I didn't get them one. Or, so yeah. I listened to Novak's book, and yeah. he was just on the show. And I listened to it after he was on the show the first time. And I reached out. I was like, yeah, that was a fucking great book. He has a great voice for, you know, audio recording. He does an amazing job. Very all attentive. These yes. And I like that. No, no response. I like that. No response. Yeah. I have a bunch of questions about the book we're going to get into later. And it goes with your voice. But, but. So, so to, before you continue to give me these fucking compliments, would clearly make me very fucking weird. With your fake um, dick. Go we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk about fucking stunt cocks and, and not being able so to what's, come. So what's I'm the word? I'm comfortable there. Let's stay away from the fucking compliments. <laughs> was that right? the worst sex you ever had? <laughs> was uh, the, porn? the worst sex? No, sex wasn't really my thing. It, I, it didn't matter. I, I, I partied and I just, it, it was whatever. It wasn't like a thing. Now it's a thing. I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the best sex you've ever had? <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> do, you have, do you have like the best sex you ever had? Um, I, I did have an amazing threesome when I was getting loaded that I, I do recall sometimes and think about. <laughs> Not as much now, but like when I was incarcerated, it was great because it was like the mental Rolodex and I would jerk off to that. Were both girls super hot or was one fan? No, they were both super hot and they were down for the cause. Was it because they were, they were fans yeah. of you? Well, they were just, they were at the house partying and, and, and um, they were down for the party and they were just, they were fun. They were fun. They were great women too. They were not, I would never disrespect them. Um, but it wasn't about like the fucking, it was just about like fucking blow and threesomes and like riding the four wheelers naked and fucking naked pool parties and hot tubs and more blow and rock music and more blow, you know. It's- Dude, everything's funnier when people are naked. I don't know why. It's just funny. Funnier or fun? Fun. Yeah, I heard fun. Yeah, I'm thinking. But I'm well, like, for guys, it's it, funny. For guys, it's funnier. For girls, it's fun. See, I'm like yesterday. I 
for girls it is fun yeah like i have jewels on a whole kick right now like when we get excited we'll just like flash each other like ah and she's like this be is so liberating like i never be knew fly on a fucking wall she's be like, i didn't know that this was like such a freeing feeling i'm like yes and then yesterday i was at barstool working and this girl got excited and she literally flashed and i was like oh, you flash when you're excited she's like yes i'm like let's go if me and novak did that that's amazing hands behind the back i'll fucking rest it no, right because because it's like it's not that deep. Like it's just like funny. So, so if I pull like my dick fun. out right now, it'd be funny. No, see, because see, it, but see? it was like also energy. With what if Novak pulled his dick out though? I just it just. I think it'd be awkward and, and weird. <laughs> you For must, all parts you, Do you have a fake cockle right now? Well, like, <laughs> but like so boobs are different than God, boobs are different than penises. Yeah, men's bodies are not attractive. That's why they're funnier. David Beckham, he's fucking hot. He was like when he's in his heyday. Chris Hemsworth, super hot. I don't know. The name. I don't know. If I saw Thor. him, don't get Thor. started. You know who Thor is, right? Yeah, that's Chris well, Hemsworth. Well, if he was gay, it would be Justin's boyfriend. If he was, if I don't. Think, I could not lay in Chris Hemsworth. Like he could. You may, maybe David Beckham. I don't know. Mark could lay in <laughs> David Beckham. I've, I've, um, I've, I've made. I've kissed guys like just fucking caught up in like cocaine, like fucking just drug drunk days and partying. Yeah. And I've jerked off to gay porn once just to see if I was gay. Just to see what it didn't work. It's, I'm not gay, and then I, I love gay people. I hate even saying I'm not gay because there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, that's just not my deal. I, I, it'd be easier sometimes, maybe, if I was. It, they, they're really into open relationships, yeah. from what I gather. Men. Yeah. Homosexual men. No, all, it's like in all general. The, all gay men that we've had on this podcast have been in open relationships. I love it. I because love it's men. just about having choice. Like, that is what open relationships are. It's just like... And I love choices. Exactly. Yeah. And if you want to keep choosing someone, <laughs> then that's fine. But, like, you should be able to have the choice. Like, well, I think also closed relationships or like traditional relationships rather are like more about ownership and like attachment rather than like love. If you really think about it is like very free and fun and like explorative. I don't see many relationships work these days personally. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's because no one's trying something new here. Well, a lot of people that have been on this podcast have been trying something new. So who? Everyone that we have on is an open relationship besides me. Every time we talk, every time <laughs> we talk about this, I don't okay, think that that's there. true. My relationship's great. Is it really great all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, Are you trying to get me murdered, bro? You know my girl's a fan. She's definitely watching this episode. This is a fucking amazing relationship. Well, you're so quick to go to these relationships and what's right or wrong. Here we go. Yeah. I think it's a great relationship. I think tradition, I enjoy traditional. I think people that have open relationships are starting to fucking pull in the people that are in traditional relationships. You guys are fucking forming an army of just everyone fucks everyone. Well, just and there's no one left for me to fuck. I just want one person. It's more Leave me about- want one person. Stop recruiting these people into your fake dick armies. And I will be able to... Dick armies is crazy. One person I, just want one, I just want one person to have sex with without everyone trying to fucking also, recruit Also, open relationships aren't just about sex. Bro. Like, you could have one Bro. person that you have great sex Bro. with, so that's, like, your sex person. And then what if you, like, just enjoy hanging out with someone, but you like to, like, hold hands and if be I was, So, I'm in a relationship, right? If she came in and she's like, well, you're just not my best sex person. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe you're not, maybe she's not yours either. I'd be totally okay with it. You would be fine with not, you, what, what, what would she, what if she called you, like, you're the best cleaner? You're my favorite cleaner. You come over and clean my house really well. I believe everyone is great at something. If he enjoyed <laughs> cleaning, yeah. then that would be a perfect match. I, 
cleaning's not my deal. I'll try it, but <laughs> I know what I do know and I know what I don't know. What are you? Be- what would you want your girl to call you the best at? Like you're my best um, friend. Yeah, <sighs> I'm the fucking aces of a friend. I will show up. I will give you 110 percent of everything that I have. Um, anything past that is like I'll, I'll let you down. You know, at one point in time or other in the relationship, I will. But like that's the that's quiet. <laughs> I thought you were going. Novak goes on these rants. I was like, let him go, let him go. That was it. No, there's no. What's the last thing you did to let somebody down that you were closest with? Um. Okay. The last thing that I did to let somebody down that I was closest with, I I had to tell somebody that I wasn't doing something with somebody because I knew that if I did, they would like be upset and hurt, and that happened, and that wasn't cool to me. Wait. What do you mean? Like, someone was like, um, what are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you going? Oh, okay. Yeah. And you were just, you just lied? Yeah. Because you just knew that I they didn't wouldn't want like. To, but although I'm not in anything committed. Right. So, like, uh, there was really no reason for me to lie. Right. You because just, I'm a people pleaser. Just felt good. And I, no, I hated doing it. And I'm, I'm so far removed from lying that it was the same as, like, me eating a fucking fast food cheeseburger right now. Mm-hmm. It was like. It, like, you'd it rather just say. Yeah, just say what it is. And, and I should – how much do I want to take accountability for my actions is the truth, right? I put myself in a position where I should have never fucking said something that wasn't true. So it all comes back to self. But I could, like, uh, deflect and be like, well, she had no business asking me because we're not in a relationship. Well, and it's also like, why are you asking me, though? Yeah, exactly. It just depends on how deep you want to go. But to answer your question, that's it. That was it. What's the best drug you've ever done? Justin will go from like literally <laughs> over here all the way to there and be like, well, all right. Novak, dude. What you, did you eat for Novak Thanksgiving? Said, like, normally I could like kind of like direct the conversation, but Novak just fucking goes on these rants, which are always awesome. I'm like, shit, he's going way off topic. How am I going to fucking direct this? And I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to fucking ask the question. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Direct approach is always solid. Speedball? I hate small talk, too. Yes, speedballs. <laughs> speedballs and the fake cock. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> what's, the, what's the most boring drug of all time? Um, I mean, it's, it's preference. For me, probably like herb. I knew you were going to say beer. that. Or beer. Beer fucking sucks. So, like, just because it's... Because beer, for me, like, makes me tired. It makes me bloated and just fucking... It's, it's not what I really want, which is heroin and cocaine. If someone wanted to get, like, sober right now... What's the first thing they should do? Ask for help. Absolutely. Because here's the reality. The truth of the matter is it is impossible. It defies logic to think that you can use the very same brain that thought you into addiction to then think you out of it. Because addiction has nothing to do with the drink or the drug. It's the, the behaviors, the attitude, and the thinking. The drink and the drug is the byproduct of the real problem, which is the thinking and the behavior. Who should they reach out to? Like, Do you have like... Is there like a set person or is it just reach out to maybe the redemption house? Um, uh, the same number that I gave out before. And mm-hmm. uh, if I don't answer it, I have uh, another guy that uh, works with me that answers it. John Fusco. And uh, yeah. If they're broke, is there a way for them to still? Mm-hmm. There's always a way. It's it, much more difficult. Unfucking fortunately. And welcome to, you know, bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. But like. Unfortunately, when you have good insurance and you have money, you have options. When you have no insurance, your options are fucking pretty little. When you have state-funded insurance, you have options. What would you say to an addict who thinks they can handle their next one drink 
or one hit. Fucking do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like a, Just try it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because and no, and I can tell you yeah. all day long, like, you can't do this. This is going to end up bad. But who the fuck cares until you come to the realization right. that your life is unmanageable as a direct result of the fucking alcohol or the drugs. Then I have a better fucking shot of getting a better outcome talking to this brick wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know? can't. It's just people have to choose for themselves. Right. Yeah. So it's all, again, deliverance, right? Attraction rather than promotion. Mm-hmm. So if I can make you want what I have so bad that you're willing to like maybe be open-minded and pick the phone up and ask for help or mm-hmm. go to someone that you trust and believe in that knows a little bit better than you do, you have a shot. You should get some like hot girls at the recovery house or the redemption house. Just on Instagram because you're saying I sell your Hooters. life. Hooters delivers. I saw that. Hooters Just get more Hooters out. girls to change their <laughs> shirt and make it sexy. Like you want to come to recovery and just have people like – you know. I, I'm not opposed to that, but um, there's like a lot of moms groups out there that have lost their like significant others mm. and children to it, and 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 that happened when that Hooters reached out, and because Hooters, three of my house managers at three of my sober living houses are managers at Hooters. And and they love us. They do um, wing bowls. And Hooters is a great organization. Yeah, like l- literally, like shout out to Delaware Hooters. Like. The corporation of Hooters is like, I met some lady in Nashville and she was like, she ran things for like the Hooters events and she was telling me about all that they do for like their girls and stuff. And like, they're a really good like company. Are you mad that you can't work there? They change things. If you have asked, <laughs> now you can work at Hooters. I, was just, I just walked past the Ocean City Hooters in Baltimore oh, on the no boardwalk. And uh, I was like, I don't see any chicks with like really big tits. Yeah. And, and I was with... Uh, my ex, and she's like, that that's not a thing anymore. And I stood there. I'm like, no, nah, this is just a one-off. And yeah. I was waiting, and, and that's not. It's a like a genre. standing outside, where's the boobies? Like, it, like you, <laughs> you, don't these need, you don't need boobs to be a hot girl anymore. They're equal opportunists. I'm all boobs guy. So. Are you? Yeah. But, like, if there's, like, a pretty girl, and she has, like, a nice face, and she's just, like, a happy, like, girl, you're going to want to be, like, you're going to be curious regardless. You made, like, her sound, oh. you made her sound fat when you said she's just a nice girl with a pretty face. You made her sound fat to me. Well, that's your perception. <laughs> Someone's always hot to somebody. It's true. That was like what I learned when I worked at the old club I worked at. Because mm-hmm. all the other girls were like stick skinny. And then I was like tall and they all had like boobs. And then I didn't have boobs. And I was like a little bit like heavier than everybody else. And it was like. Well, guys don't want to look at the same thing anyways. Why? They already saw four skinny girls with brown hair that have boobs. Let's throw a pink curvy girl in that doesn't have boobs, and now you have Yahtzee. Girl. Now we have a little bit of a variety. There's only three pink-haired girls in the whole world. Three? three? <laughs> no, not right now. There's a lot. I, we just, yeah. Uh, I feel like purple is more what I see than pink. You're probably the only person I ever see with pink. I work, so at Barstool now... I went there the first day, and there was a girl. She has pink hair. Her name is Laura. Bitch. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, Take your whole pink stick. hair, girl. And her last, her name is Aura, too, basically. I'm like, shit. I was like, you don't have any people that are going to come in here looking for the pink hair girl. Definitely. Right? Will we be recruiting Laura for the open relationship team that we've created here? I don't think so. She's um, in sorry, a relationship. Uh, I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of it. He can maybe fuck her. If I have now a fake cock, what if I have a fake cock on? You know what I mean? Maybe like I could like hold my hand out and look away, and there will still I'll still be kind of involved with you guys. 
Am I cool You don't enough? need to have sex to be in an open relationship. I don't like it. This is all going to get me in a lot You need to learn these things. See, nope. if you had the Burt cast, you could be like, oh, cut that out. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's funny no matter right. what. Like, That's I don't very care. time efficient, we by could, the way. I mean, we can cut it out at the end, but I don't like to cut things out. Yeah, we know, because there's been times where I say, cut that out, and then it's still in that. Then he makes like a whole edit and cut off of you saying that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's not what up. I meant. You do an amazing job with that. Thank you, edits. thank you. Fucking Throw hilarious. me to the wolves. <laughs> I, one of my funniest favorites of all times was uh, that the, you're not a noisemaker while fucking. And you're like, you know, I'll give an occasional oof. Oh, yeah, was who was that? Really, like, was so, who was that with? Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I think yeah, of yeah. it often. <laughs> Oh yeah! I was like, oh yeah, baby! Like it was yeah. talk, talk about talking during sex, and some yes. you guys were like, yeah, talk during sex. And I was like, what do we? What would you want? And now cut to that, and you'll see. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah, go to that. I can't remember who the fuck said it. that was. I was don't good. know, but you need to use your words to get things that you want. Fake cock. Oh. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> he goes right to cock. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's just on my mind. We've been talking about cock all day. always ask me if Justin's gay. I'm like, no. And then it's like, he's like, it. why do they think that? I'm like. I grew up watching CKY and Jackass. Everyone's naked. I can't fuck. deflect his gay. It's all Novak. Novak made me gay. I was totally straight. I was a nice young boy, Christian boy. And then all of a sudden I saw a bunch of naked guys. What am I supposed to do? Seeing seeing guys roller skate naked. What am I supposed to do? Not laugh and think things about cock? I don't know if Christian boy is going to help your cause of not being gay. I think that's more of a Catholic thing though. The Catholic boys, well, they don't really want it. It just kind of happens to them. So speaking of gay thing. Oh my God. So speaking Speaking about bad things happening in your past, do you ever get mad at yourself for becoming addicted? Or what's no, like- I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm absolutely grateful. It, it literally, it's, it's, it's. So check this out. It's insane. I get off on talking about shit like this. But if in, in any <sighs> any world of any medical fucking facility or, or setting, if you've been diagnosed with any disease, any disease, and everyone think about this, if you've been diagnosed with a disease, generally all the time that I'm aware of, you will never recoup. Uh, a hundred percent. You always come back a little bit off or a little bit less than what you were before you were diagnosed. Right. I mean, that's actually true. Okay. It's a except, way to look at it. except if you've been diagnosed as an addict or an alcoholic, it's the only disease for which you come back a 10 times better version in every way of that physically, mentally, spiritually, like what other disease can produce that outcome? Mm. Think about that. That's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, try it. <laughs> try it out. Not addiction, but <laughs> try, try can, out addiction. Can you think of a speed balls apparently are, are great. <laughs> <laughs> can you think of another disease that where you can overcome it and and come back a ten times better version than you were before? Just like breast cancer, if you get fake boobs afterwards. But then you okay, and not that anything's wrong with breast cancer. Well, yeah, okay. There ain't no fucking way. <laughs> but what if the woman didn't look like fake tits? Right. What if she's like all natural, like fuck all that kind of stuff? Because fake tits really can actually seriously cause problems, like, in your body. Like, a lot of people get explants. Yeah. What's an explant? They get their implants taken out. Because because they get, like, shakes or they, like, their eyes will, like, change colors. Like, the white of their eye will turn yellow. Like, crazy shit. Implants are crazy. I'm a fan, It's a foreign body (laughs) in your body. To make your body better. Now chicks are getting to like, you. Who better to you? What does it do? It's for about us? me. Like, Why can't it ever be about <laughs> me? white men for once? Why does it always be about pink-haired women? Unbelievable. 
<laughs> do you ever get mad about how people treated you when you were addicted, for instance? I, I don't, s- but uh, people do. Other people do in my life. And I'm like, dude, why? What are you insane? Like, for instance, that Ryan Dunn video where I don't know. Were you guys in Novak's garage? Or I'm that sorry, Bang's, Bang's garage? garage? Yeah. Do you ever watch that and get, like, how do you feel about that video now? I, I, I love it. I, I can't get enough of watching stuff like that. Because, again, the, 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 the juxtaposition from who I was as opposed to who I am. And seeing that it was really um, refreshing to see that, um, because that was after I had burned all my bridges in Baltimore and I was really disconnected from any form of reality or humanity, per se. And then to come here and be opened, welcomed with open arms from all these guys and girls. And um, my addiction was just kind of fucking destroying it. But seeing them like holding on and Mm -hmm. really like, trying to to fucking get me to see the light is it it made me smile for humanity Mm. you know because i think sometimes with addiction and i'm guilty of it too i don't walk on fucking water but i i I can desensitize it and i can forget that there's like a a heartbeat and a story behind the outcome Mm. there's like a mother or a brother or a sister or a husband or a wife missing that individual and the individual at the time is a great person just caught up in active addiction and is prone to making bad decisions so I want to get into your book, Streets of Baltimore. It's a fucking amazing book. Here I told you. I, shit again. I, no, no, no. Yes, but I'm, thank you. Just fucking accept my love, bro. Thank I'm going to be showing up to your house. I talked about how you made me gay. Like, start like, convulsing. <laughs> take these compliments from me. So you had a great voice in the audiobook, which you have a great voice now, obviously. Was it weird portraying other people's voices? So in the audiobook, you portray your own voice during the book, and then you also portray say, your girlfriends or yeah. your friends or different people's voices? Was it weird to try to find a voice for that person? It's Well, no, because I knew the people, right? Mm-hmm. So I could kind of have an idea of what I was shooting for. But that was a serious undertaking that I really um, discounted as not being a big deal, the mm-hmm. process of doing an audiobook, And what that looked like is I would go into the studio, in, um, at Milk Boy Studios in, in Philly, and I would sit in the booth and I'd have the, the mic that I have set on and, and then there'd be a person working the boards and then there was a person in Seattle and there was a person in New York and a person um, in Philly with headphones on that were professional narrators that were listening to me. So when I would, before I would go into each chapter, they'd say, okay, Novak, you've, you've just gotten out of your third rehab. You've been invited to Christmas dinner. You're feeling optimistic. You have a little bit of hope for the future. Um, but people are still a little wary of you to kind of let me know the to demeanor voice. to deliver my lines. And and then when I would read them, they'd all be listening. And let's say I was supposed to say skateboards, plural. But mm-hmm. I swallowed the S and I said skateboard. They up, up, up. They got to bring that back. And it was just that over and over. And the streets of Baltimore, the, the book is 72 fucking chapters. Mm-hmm. And they're short chapters, but fucking... Yeah. I don't, and this is before I opened my facility and I wasn't really at one place for too long. Right. That was me sitting in a booth eight days in a row from 10 to 5 p.m. I don't you, sit anywhere that long. It took you eight days to record that? Yeah. Our book? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, how often were you taking breaks to like rest your voice? After each chapter. Okay. I'd get up. And the first day that I went, I was really disappointed with my performance. I, 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 my mind is the biggest problem. And I get in there and I, because practicing, I'd read to my three cats, right? Mm-hmm. I just read aloud to my cats yeah. and, and just had very monotone, no really emphasis, emphasis, emphasis on, on anything. And the first day I got in there, 
people pleasing. I'm like, there's a lot of people involved with this project. They have things they want to do. They don't want to sit here and listen to me read all day these chapters and fumble. So I just kind of sped through it. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I'm like, this is fucking unacceptable, right? Like this is going, <clears throat> books are really amazing because they're tangible. You can, they're there. But in this day and age with things evolving, books at some point will probably maybe be gone, but audio will live forever yeah. in, the, in the fucking universe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's going to reach a whole new demographic, right? Like the younger people right, after right. me. So I'm like, dude, I can really branch off into this whole new world, but I have to fucking make my mark. I have. To. So I, 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 I prayed, I meditated. I, I really just got centered and grounded. And the next day I went in and, and I had a whole new approach that yielded a much better outcome. And by day four, I was like fucking on it. So did you delete what you did the first day or did you stay with that? We kept that in the bank, but then we kept going. And then I did it in six days. The pre, the prior, the other two days were mm-hmm. just makeups okay. for stuff. And now I'm, I'm in the studio as we speak every... Monday. So now I'm like way more busier. When I did that, I did it eight days in a row mm-hmm. uh, because I had the time. But now I've opened the facility. I've acquired two more houses. I'm like everywhere. Yeah. Um, so now I uh, and I'm traveling a lot for work stuff, promoting my new endeavor. So now I, I'm doing every Monday from 12 to four half days once a week mm-hmm. just to kind of like because if I go in there burnt out, I'm doing nobody. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. more of a disservice yeah. to everybody involved. So I have a really, and I'm doing it now for a dream seller. I'm it's supposed to be out. It's not out yet. It's coming out. One in. Uh, I don't know. We pushed it. I, I was like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like yeah. I'm doing it. But the good thing is, is they don't let me be. They're like, okay, and so they we booked out. Mm. So I think I have like seven more. No, I'd say probably because I'm doing half days. Probably like six or seven more sessions. Okay, and then they'll do what they do, and then it will be out. Okay. Did anyone get mad at you for you putting them? In your book and telling their story through you? Um, no, no, because the ones that didn't allow it, we couldn't use their real names. So we had to kind of slightly mm-hmm. talk about what they look like a little bit different than the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex, who is Alexia in the book, mm-hmm. she is, is hell-bent on remaining anonymous. But she's a bitch because everybody wants to know about her. And Alexia is actually sober and she works... She was working in a methadone clinic, but now she's not. She... She's with Caleb, who Caleb is... Caleb and Alexia are two different names. They're not real names. That was your friend. I got a question on that. So, Caleb and Alexia, in the book, Alexia... Well, not in the real life, too. I don't want to say in the book. In your your real life. So, Alexia was your fiancé. My high school sweetheart, yeah. And then Caleb is somebody you met through drugs, correct? We were living in that abandoned... In Slim's crack house. We were renting that room for $10 a night in East Baltimore. So when they're sitting in a bucket, pissing in a bucket, sharing a fucking mattress on the ground. At one point, they're banging next to you. What do you, what's going through your mind? Alexia and Caleb? Yeah. And now this was my high school sweetheart who I lost my virginity to in real life. Yeah. It got really fucking, uh, what was your really like using uh, too? Oh, we were all, we were, we were thick as thieves. Okay. So, what was your thought you. process going so on? So he's while? been in open relationships. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> Hello. They weren't together at the time. <laughs> Read the book or listen to the book. So, what's going through your mind at that moment? That that, uh, that was having one of those moment of clarities, right? Because it was the morning. Every morning I woke up, and 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 where I'm talking about is uh, for anyone in Baltimore who's listening. It's it was on Eager and Broadway, and now they've um, 
they've gentrified it. Johns Hopkins brought all that up. But before that, it was no man's land. And white people did not belong. They weren't allowed. You mm. saw how I had to get into the house yeah. and cover my hood up. But um, so every morning I'd wake up, and it was just like, literally, there's a bucket in the corner that we shit and piss into. But we all three share this bucket. What about toilet paper? Napkins okay. that are like Wendy's short. napkins or something. Yeah, like just that you where get would from you a, empty that in the backyard? It was just in a backyard. Okay, um, and and that that's the 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 standards for which we were living in. Um, and so every morning you'd wake up and you just had to get high as quick as humanly possible to escape the hell that we had created for ourselves. And I remember waking up one morning and I just coming to. And we're all sharing this literally just a mattress on a floor in an abandoned house, like a legit abandoned house. But this guy, Slim, had taken this house over, and he'd lived there for years, and he was running electricity from the neighbor's house illegally, and he was renting out a room to us for $10 a night. and um, Or 30 We all had to give him 10 per. And uh, and I just, like, could hear them fucking. And it was just like... <sighs> so we're there, so paint me a picture. You're just under a cover trying to act like There's you're still no asleep. Yeah. I'm, and they're just... I'm like, I'm on the outside looking at that wall. Yeah. She's behind me, like spooning me, but not. Mm-hmm. And then Caleb is to her back. So Caleb's fucking her. She's like breathing onto me. And I'm just like looking at this wall. Really, I'm looking at like the shit How fucking fucking bucket. cheap. Yeah, dude. It was, it was bad. <laughs> You're like, I really got to take a piss right now, but I don't want to ruin the movie. <laughs> uh, it was bad. It was bad. And this is like before you guys dated or? this is No, this is way after. This is that. Oh, after. I, I met her in high school. She was like a varsity lacrosse and soccer player. She had like scholarships. And I was like a skateboarder and had a career in it. And then I decided to pursue heroin, and uh, I used to get her to drive me around the way to cop. And then, before you know it, she followed suit. And then we just both got, like, lost in the abyss of addiction in Baltimore City. And then Caleb came with us, too. And then we just kind of ended up as this trio. And and we'd all kind of rob, steal, get high together, look out for each other, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it... But now, plot twist, Caleb and Alexia... Uh, are married, they have a kid, and they're both clean, and Caleb, I fucking love him, I love all them, Caleb opened up a treatment center where Alexia is a a therapist at. And they're both fucking clean and sober. And when I used to, like, I was this fucking strung out fucking junkie for a long time, and people would say, oh, you're terrible. And I, just to put in perspective of how bad Caleb was, he was the guy that I was convinced would never, ever, ever fucking see the light of day. Damn sure get recovery. Mm-hmm. And he is. And kill it. he got sober before me. Um, he didn't remain anonymous. He's actually, he's in my documentary that will come out. I have so many questions, but I really, really got to pee right now. I'm sorry to take a break, but I really got to pee. Okay. <laughs> no facts. Like, 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 I don't care. We have I'm actually sorry. a toilet. You don't I'm need to even, you can leave the room and everything. Oh man, God That's bless crazy. him. Oh Ben, I almost pissed my pants. So you question pissed in the cup here. <laughs> Next time I will I'll do it for you. I'll go go for Novak well, yeah. again. So how did you reach out and find people like Slim to put in the book? Like get permission. Oh, I didn't. You just made up Slim, I could never Slim's definitely dead by now. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely dead. Um and and I could so for the documentary coming out, there's one person in question that like we have this amazing footage. I don't think that I'm ever going to be able to find this guy. And I've I've had people like that maybe could 
possibly find him, and no one can fucking get a lead on this guy. Mm. And this is actual like footage, yeah. And it's a bitch because it ties the storyline together for this one particular scene. If you need an actor to portray this guy, I mean, I can totally do it. He's I, a black guy from the hood. Um, <clears throat> you have that. I, I mean, I feel like I have some essence of that, though. You don't. No, okay. <laughs> the fact that you used some essence of that, though, it, I got that. Didn't though. fit the narrative of what we're shooting for. <laughs> oh, I'm not in my. You know, I'm not in. I, I can't do that. I don't want to do it. Blackface would be too much for me. So, yeah, good. do you still have Billy Idol's sobriety I token? Believe that. I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't like, hear that. Anywho, <laughs> do you st- I, I, I don't. My co-author Joe Franz does. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what is it? Billy, Billy Idol. He gave oh. me a sobriety token. Oh, cool. He gave me his twenty-four hour medallion. Oh, fire! Yeah, it was sick, man. So, do you ever hear from Dante anymore? No. Not for people that are listening, uh, Dante. Do you want to explain who it was? He had a girlfriend. You robbed Dante. Dante found you, beat you up, and then... I paid all the money back. He paid the money back, and then at the end of the book, I thought it was a great way to tie it all in where you guys met up. I know. I do talk to him. I do. Oh, wait. So that's, that's even crazier. I forgot. So that's a long story, but I'll get into it. I was living in Little Italy near my mother. My mother lives in Little Italy. I was engaged to this woman. Well, I don't think she'd say engaged. <laughs> my mind said so. But. <laughs> Me as fuck. Mar does this shit all the time. She just calls people with her boyfriend behind their yeah, back. Yeah. It's the weirdest That's shit ever. Totally. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not. Well, you are in my head. Yeah, yeah. I've been engaged several times, and they definitely would not agree. No ring. I just said it in my mind. Totally. <laughs> and it is the fucking truth, because I said it. Um, but my mother lives in Little Italy. I was with this woman for years, and she lived in Little Italy around the corner from my mother. And um, she was best friends with Dante. And that's that's not his real name either. But he was okay with us writing about him. But uh, he did an interview for my documentary too. But she just was fucking fed up with me because she, she was a good woman, as most of them were. They were never addicts, and they would always try to love it out of me and just try to help me get right, which it was impossible. And finally, enough was enough. And she's like, I'm, I'm done. You have to go. And Dante then moved in. Dante was her best friend. Um, but Dante sold a lot of drugs. And Dante was a bartender at, like, the coolest bar. And he made a lot of money. And uh, I knew that because I would steal money from Dante when he would stay there. Now, once I was kicked out, he moved in. I knew that there was an abundance of money there. And I knew how to break into the house because I lived there. So I went up one day and I stole $10,000. And, uh, and now... I'm, I go a few blocks over to the projects, and I just don't leave this house for, like, almost three weeks. And I just have the, the, the homeboys coming to deliver the dope and the coke, and I'm just fucking on this major bender. One day I run out of money at the end, and they kick me out of this house. He finds me, beats me up a little bit. Someone buys me a, a Greyhound bus ticket from Baltimore to Colorado, Gunnison, Colorado. It's like an eight-day bus ride. I'm detoxing from heroin. I have zero dollars on me. I'm like stealing from each stop, transitioning and shifting buses. I finally get to Gunness in Colorado. <laughs> and and uh, I'm looking for heroin. There's no heroin, but it's a big Coke town. So I get some Coke just because it's the only thing that's there. And finally, I meet someone that's selling a script of Valiums. I buy the Valiums. I eat like all of them. There's this one gas station in the town. It's a little town. One road up the mountain, one road down, and there's like a hitching post. I live up the mountain across from the ski resort. And 
I'm at the gas station at the hitching post. The gas station's closed. It's freezing out. I've, t- I've taken like probably 15 or 20 volumes because I'm so excited. I finally got my hands on them. <clears throat> and I remember looking at the gas station. I'm freezing. I can't get a ride. And I'm like, I should just go break into this gas station. So I, I remember grabbing the brick, and I go, and I throw the brick through the window. And I remember hearing the alarm go off. And above the gas station is apartments. So people have now come out, and they're, like, looking down. I remember this. I remember them looking at me. Then I black out. Apparently what happened was I go into the gas station, and I steal cigarettes, liquor, and money. And Mentos. A whole bunch of Mentos for some reason. I don't fucking eat Mentos. The fresh maker. It, it's on the police report. So I'm woken up, like, some hours later by the police. Or no. So – so I remember, then I leave the gas station, and I'm back at the hitching post. And now I hear the alarm going off, and I see the people standing above the apartments looking down. And I remember thinking, the damage is done. I might as well go back and steal more. <laughs> That's where I black out. Cut to a few hours later, I'm awoken by a police officer. And he said, son, did you break into this gas station? And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I've been in my house sleeping all night. <laughs> and he said, you fucking idiot. You're covered in, ga- in glass in the gas station. Cut to me going to jail. I go to jail. I'm still so high on all the Valiums, they can't process me because I can't give them my information. Mm-hmm. So they put me in this, like, padded room, right? And I'm now finally starting to come to, but there's no bathroom in this padded room. So I bang on the cell door, and I, it's this little mom-and-pop kind of jail, very, like, uh, Barney Fife kind of mm-hmm. deal. And uh, I say, I have to use the bathroom. And it just happened to be that it was medication time for the inmates, So they walk me out to the bathroom. They don't cuff me, and they're walking to the bathroom. And and as a professional drug addict, I see all the pill bottles on the table as I, like, walk past. And I can immediately spot which one would be the best for me. So I go to take a piss, and I put a plan together, and I come out, and I swipe the bottle. And I get back into my cell, and I take a couple, and then I shove the rest of the bottle up my ass because it's a padded cell. There's no toilet. There's nothing. They start looking for the pills they're like, he's got to have them. We haven't even started giving them to the inmates yet. No one's been out. Get them. So they, they come and they get me. They search me. They don't find them. They lock me back in the room. They go back. How do you put that in your ass like that? My asshole doubled as a suitcase for a lot of years. What was know? it like the first time you put something up your ass? Uh, just fucking, it wasn't personal. It wasn't like I was looking for a feeling or sensation. It started out by me taking cigarette cellophanes and putting my heroin in there after I copped. And I would like light the lighter, so it was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. And I'd shove it up my ass. So I, I had like he- terrible hemorrhoids for years. Which uh-huh. after I got sober, I had to have hemorrhoid surgery because right. like I just would fucking shove shit up to get through customs and. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Sorry. not the point of the story here. Fucking Sorry, ass man. <laughs> it was me. She started. <laughs> She's the ass lady. I was just, just thinking. I, had, I was like, in my head. Like I was like, crazy, yo, I got a question like, about that. But, but wait, so 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 I then they realized that it has to be me. They right. come back in my cell. They're furious. Drop, squat, cough. I do that, and when I cough, the pill bottle shoots out of my ass, and all the pills come out. Damn. My original sentence uh, of 90 days turns into a six-month sentence, right? Now, Dante, who I stole the money from, has taken warrants out on me. He said that I broke into his house, uh, second, third-degree burglary, grand theft of over X amount of dollars. So now I have these warrants, but Colorado is not willing to extradite me on these warrants because it's not worth their fucking money. And mm-hmm. so they like, let me finish my, my sentence there and I'm released. <clears throat> then I, I get back to Denver, Colorado. I go buy a whole bunch of dope on Colfax and get onto this plane. 
But when I get onto the plane, I take my dope and I have my needle and I get on the plane and I fly back to BWI. And I don't even fucking make it out of uh, the airport. I go outside, I fucking shoot up and I nod out on the bench outside the airport. And a cop comes up and he asks for my ID. And the whole reason why I ran from Baltimore to Colorado is because Dante put a hit out on me. He knew that I stole his money. And he put like a $15,000 hit out on me. People were looking for me to kill me. So I, my friend took mercy and sympathy on me. He bought me a one-way ticket to, Gray, to Gunnison, Colorado. I do my sentence out there. Uh, while in there, called Dante and was like, fuck you, I'll never pay you your money. That's why I stole it. Like, just a fucking arrogant asshole, right? right? right. Just fucking, <laughs> and I was mad that he ended up with my ex, who fire. I loved. Yeah. And just was a bitter ex. And uh, I get released, go back to Baltimore. I nod out at the airport, get caught with all this fucking heroin, end up right in central booking. And then while I'm in central booking, they transport me to court to face these warrants. And while I go to court, I am, I'm like uh, shackled to like three young boys. And I tell them the story. And I'm like, I've ripped this guy off for $10,000. Mark my words, I will beat this case. Because the prosecutor's then coming back there. And she said, okay, we'll offer you X amount of time with probation. We'll offer you. Bl-. And I'm like, I'm not taking a deal because it's his word against mine. I lived in the house. My fingerprints are everywhere. I'm a known heroin addict. Of course he's going to blame me. Yeah. My word against yours will never hold up. Short story long, I tell the, the kids that are tackled, they're like, no way, you're never going to beat this. We go out. The kids are staring at Dante because he showed up to court to, mm. to fucking speak his deal. And, and the judge gets so annoyed, he makes the kids stop turning around and because and, they're like antagonizing Dante because they're, they're on my side now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we go up. I plead my case. The judge is like, no, the, your word against his, you guys settle this out of court. Dismissed. Case dismissed. I beat the case. right? Yeah. Then I go out. And then Damien, Dante, fuck it, we're friends now. He knows he's in the book. His name's Damien. Um, <laughs> can't keep doing this. Damien, Damien, Damien. <laughs> I don't like the fucking lie. Open relationships. Damien, it was you all along. Um, he, he caught me a couple times. They beat me up pretty bad a few times, like really bad. And then finally I got sober. My mother still lived in Little Italy. And I was like, I don't want anyone to go around and fucking light her house on fire, right. like hurt her, take it on her. So I called Damien, and, and I was my ninth step, making my amends, right? And I said, Damien, uh, I just finished your treatment. If it's okay with you, I'd like to spend some time and talk to you. What do you say we meet at a Starbucks? He's like, no, we're going to meet at this park. Mm-hmm. This man financially paid to have me killed. Yeah. Now he wants to meet me in a desolate, deserted park. Yeah. I'm terrified. I called right. my sponsor, and I'm like, I'm fucking, he's going to kill me. And he said, well, you've experienced the third step, which means I've turned my life and the will of my life and my over to God. Right? Yeah. I've given my life to God. So everything that happens from here on is so God. It. Yes. Yeah. How much have I really believe in my higher power? So I go. And, and, and Damien shows up. And now I've went with, I think, like 1,000 or 2,000 in an envelope. And I said, Damien, I've just completed treatment. I've worked these steps. And, and, and I'm here to right my wrongs. And, and I want you to know that I stole your money and it was not fair. And, and asked if there was anything else that I did to him that I was leaving out, right, because I really need to clear this. And, uh, and he said, look, what you don't know is that I've already forgiven you. And he said, again, what you don't know is I became an alcoholic. And I opened a bar and I drank the bar away. And I've lost a lot of the things I cared about in life as a direct result of my alcoholism. And as a matter of fact, I just got out of treatment yesterday. Him. Him. And I was going to drink today. And you called out of nowhere right before I drank. And I took it as a sign of something bigger. 
and I gave him the thousand or two thousand. I paid him every twenty eighth of every month. I would send him a check of eight hundred dollars, and two point two date. I paid him back his ten thousand dollars, and he never drank that day. Bro, when I tell you, when I was listening to your book and you told that story, I got like fucking chills. I just got chills now. Like it was yeah, such same. a good way to wrap up the whole fucking yeah. book and your life in general. Yeah, to that point. And that's fucking- that's alcoholism and addiction. It's a magical thing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I I would never have paid him back if I was drinking or if I was drugging. People would. I would go back to Baltimore and they would call him and they'd be like, "Dame, I just saw the motherfucker. He's driving a Range Rover." And 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 he's like, no, it's okay. He's paid me back. Mm-hmm. Like people right. thought that I made all this money, and I just was like, fuck you. Right, and I just, right. You're like, no, then, I worked a program. And and but a lot of because in my program, I don't go to the masses and speak from the fucking mountains. That I well, you're not doing did. it for that. Yeah, you're doing it for just you and that person. Yeah, and when people were like, wow, he like went out of his way to go to a man who he did wrong and 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 turned his wrongs right. Right. Right, it was like like I, my poison has become my medicine. It, it's crazy, and you're now famously sober. So, do you think there's like an added pressure on you because that's kind of your stick is now that you're the sober guy? I, I wouldn't say it's an added pressure. I would say it's like a, a, I'm a big fan of precautions, especially when the stakes are so high. It, with my level of alcoholism and addiction, that like I'm a big fan of jumping out of an airplane with five parachutes as opposed to one. Like it can't hurt, mm-hmm. you know. I always think about that, like, people that kind of get stuck. Like, Bert, you were on his show. He's mm-hmm. His whole thing is he drinks and he's a partier. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that shit gets old. Like, Chris Hansen has to have the worst stick of all time. Every time somebody talks to him. He's amazing. He's amazing, him. but everyone wants to talk to him about, like, child predators. Like, I'm sure he's just like, I want to talk about sports today. You can get a cameo from him. His cameos are amazing. You should listen to the cameos he does. He, like, totally fucking jokes his whole deal. Yeah. It, they're worth it if you want to buy it. <laughs> gotta find, you gotta find the lighter side of child predators because that's every. Com- <laughs> Everyone wants to talk to him about either a child that was harmed or somebody that's harming a child. Nobody wants to be like, "What do you think of the Eagles this year?" Everyone just talking. I'd about prefer child- to hear about what you wanted to talk about first, as opposed to the Eagles. I understand, but I'm saying every Not that conversation I'm a fan of that, but every conversation. So somebody sees you in public. I love you in CKY. I love you in Jackass. I love you. I love that you're sober. All these things. They're just like, remember that one time that guy came over to meet that little kid. Every conversation is that one in public. That's why I just like to talk about cats. <laughs> you talk about kittens and I'm fucking sold. I'm like, I'm getting off. Yeah. You're not a dog person at all. No, I'm not. that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a dog. I don't dislike dogs. I just, I, I just cats. I, I used to breed dogs. I used to breed German shepherds with my father. I've had every dog, probably brindles, uh, labs, uh, golden retrievers. But somewhere along the line, it transitioned to cats. I think because it's kind of fitting for my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think how crazy it is that you can get paid to be yourself sober? So you just being yourself, your sobriety puts you on a level where people want to hear you talk. Do you ever think about how awesome that is? It's 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 a blessing, is what it is. It's it's a blessing, and and I just got to this point by fucking failing miserably, that you know, and that's the cool part about it. Yeah, I didn't, I I I got I got I I got expelled from eleventh grade as a direct result of my addiction. I got my GED in the penitentiary, never stepped foot in a college a day in my life, and today I get paid to speak at universities, and that's not coming from an ego centric place of like i'm the man it's that like 
anything is fucking possible. And I am the guy that if I believe it, I can see it. And I know it to be true because a little over eight years ago, I walked into my 13th treatment center, literally with the clothes to my back tied on by a shoestring, literally, and my dick and ass completely exposed because I got robbed before I walked into rehab. And I wasn't wearing underwear, and they ripped my front and my back pockets out. And I literally, my dick and my ass were completely exposed, and, and I had this button-up shirt on, and, and when they robbed me, they ripped my shirt open too, and the only button that stayed button was this very top button. And I walked into treatment looking like a gay East L.A. cholo gangbanger. <laughs> Swear <laughs> to God. Swear to God. Wait, I, do you feel like you have to like see something to believe it, or do you feel like you believe mm-hmm. it and then you see it? Mm-hmm. You believe it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't need, like, a, for me personally, and it doesn't make me different, I just don't need evidence-based reality because I believe in blessings, I believe in spirituality, and I believe in a higher power that makes the impossible possible. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in my life and countless others on a daily basis. I'm just, I, I keep thinking, I just have been recently, like, trying to, I'm like, I can't decide if you believe something like how do you know what to believe if you don't have the like the vision of but like then it's like are we talking about vision as in like proof of actual concept or like are you seeing it and then believing that that what you saw in your brain is possible to like see in your life does that make sense it makes sense for me it's a deeper than i go right okay. you know, I, I don't generally go that deep with it unless i just go down that hole mm-hmm. which is likely depending on the day time or person that brings right, that out right, of me. right but um i i try to like um to, to 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 minimize things because i'm insane and uh and i will go down these fucking holes and end up on all these tangents and then i'll i'll start believing that i knows what's best right 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 you know and then and then i come from a position of 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 being understood as opposed to understanding mm. if acceptance is the answer to everything, which for me it is right because everyone's entitled to their process. Mm-hmm. So if your process entails you being an alcoholic or an addict, I believe that that's the process that was entailed for you because without my process, I would not be the, the child of God or, 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 or man that I am today that has honesty, dignity, I got a fucking call yesterday. Remember I told you yesterday it was mentally draining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was like a day that just wouldn't fucking stop. Like mm-hmm. I was just getting punched in the face over and over and over. And at the end of the day, before I left the office, I was like, fuck, man. Like guessing and, and questioning myself and my beliefs and is this what I want to do for the unforeseen future? Did I make the wrong decision? Whatever, right? Right, right. And then I get a call from this uh, organization in california and they want to award me at their ceremony for this like humanitarian award for all the work that i do for the people that sometimes don't have a voice and and that made it all worthwhile you know what i mean yeah, like yeah yeah you're like that kind okay. of reinvigorated me to right like, just eat, eat the punches yeah and now i'm just so fucking weird that like i like thrive and i'm like you know what fuck it this is it i like right. flip to like crazy right like and, manic like here we go like, cool, you're going to fucking shut the houses down right on. Like, what's next? Like, yeah, let's that's how it. I get let's too. Go. Yeah, I'm like, okay, then do it. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> so do you ever go back and think, like, what if I stayed sober and kept skateboarding? Maybe I would be in, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like the video game. Like, no. you don't ever go back to that? No. That wasn't my time, and it wasn't my um, opportunity. 
Mm. Everything in life plays out exactly how it's supposed to. Mm. So I wasn't intended to be there for that. So when you were on here last time, I had a lot of people that reached out. Like like I said, growing up watching you, all my friends, we would watch all the things you did. They asked, how the fuck did you get Brandon Novak on your podcast? Why did you you agree to come on the first time? I'm a big fan of saying yes to the majority. Of yes, things. Uh, seriously. <laughs> and I get that from my mother, man. No, She's yes just is best. Prone to agree to anything, good, People bad, pleaser. or indifferent. I had this lady, my plant lady. I have a plant lady. <laughs> Here we go. And and she fucking <laughs> she goes to me a while ago. Remember I told you about this? Yeah. She goes to me. And she's this little Asian woman. She's great. She doesn't speak great English. And I thought we had a great rapport and a really solid friendship. And she just like didn't show up. And I'm kind of like. OCD, like you say you're going to be here, be here, at least in a pretty fucking normal time that you say you'll be, whatever. She doesn't come. Then I bump into her at the coffee shop. And mm. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And I think she took that serious. And she stopped coming. She ghosted me. She fucking gave me like a, the runaround. Fast forward, I come out of my the gym this morning and, and my, I overwater these plants because I'm home. And now I'm like consistently watering them. And there's. So one of the plants turned into, like, a fucking swamp pit. And my cat thinks it's a mosh pit and has pulled it out. And there's, like, a mound of mud on the floor. So I call the plant lady. The plant lady, to this point, has consistently been unreliant. And she has let me down. Now she's come. I'm a people pleaser. She tell I, I said, I need a facelift. I need you to help me out. We got to do some things. We have to change this outcome. And she comes. Very strange. Same day. She comes. And also very strange. She said, oh, you're going to have to pay me now. Very fucking strange. But what do I do? I write her a goddamn check. for mm. and, and now. No, she it, did not go show. She may. I don't know if she will. I don't she's think now she supposed to be back next Wednesday. But if history repeats the future, which generally it does, she hasn't fucking shown up, kept her word. Or, and why? She's never asked for money up front. Well, but maybe, I just said yes is the point of all that. I think that was a good idea. I think she'll show up on Wednesday. We should. I want to. I'm going to message you on Wednesday and figure out if 4:30 she's supposed maybe, to be there. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll call you on Facebook. Where's she at? Where's the Asian I lady? Think she's coming. Think so. Where's the plant lady? We want to. We got to see this plant lady. I'll take a picture and send it. When she showed up today, I gave her a hug. She would have thought yeah, that you, she's probably she like. All right. She was like. She's like. I never wanted to see you again. That's what she told me. <laughs> she was like, giving you a second chance, but she's like, all right, I didn't like how it worked the last time, so let's switch it. So and now you have to pay me this No time, English, but, but she week. said, I don't like you. She's like, it's an essence. Like, she, like, she doesn't do good English, but she's like, I, I didn't want to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> she she Googled how to say it in English. She's like, I'm going to tell this motherfucker about it. it's not like a couple, like it's, it's pretty pricey. Right? Yeah. It's fucking, you got this plant lady comes and she brings and she sets up and it's mm-hmm. like a lot that goes into it. And I've never like tried to skimp on it or... You know, not that I'm loaded, but I, I respect people's time, and she's good at what she does. As a matter of fact, I want her storefront to basically look like my living room. Right. Mm. Just all these fucking overgrown, like, jungle safari vibe. I'm a big vibe guy. How's that with the cats? Are they just knocking shit over all they the time? They were great until they weren't. Domino. <laughs> Get dogs is what Domino he basically just caused me to spend a few thousand dollars today fucking begging this plant lady to come back, which I might have got burnt on. I don't think you did. Wednesday, we'll find out, so... At 4.30. At 4.30, we're going to call Novak and see what's going on. <laughs> it sounds like there's an Asian lady putting up planes. If she doesn't, I'm just going to come back here, blow you, and shoot a speedball. <laughs> Fake yeah, cocks right. for fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to tie up the whole episode. So, Mar, let's get the promotion aspect going and talking to the camera. Tell everyone we want to promote. Um, 
I don't know. Fake Hawks, maybe? <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> Fair My only fans? No, I'm just kidding. Start I'm it. Totally start it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Dude, all the all the guys in my life are like, just do OnlyFans. I'm like, you guys are supposed to say opposite of this. Anyways, um, Fairy Garden, uh, the Love and Then What podcast, Novak, and INR Studios. And if you're struggling and you need help, reach out to me and my team. 610-314-6747 or Redemption Addiction Treatment Center or Novak's house. Yes. Shit, he's got a lot more going on, but you really can't fit it all into one Just sentence. Just go to my Instagram. Just go to Novak's Instagram. Oh, my go new find. board dropped today, too. My new pro board okay. uh, for Heart Supply. Which you could purchase if you go. Just go to my Instagram. It's the <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of links Instagram. there. You'll, you'll you'll find it there. Uh, I want to thank INR Studios for having us out. If you want to do a podcast, you live in the Philly, Delco, Delaware, Jersey area. Check it out. Uh, Mara again. She has Fairy Garden mindset. She sells clothes and shrooms. Probably I don't know what she does in her off time. <laughs> Novak, uh, check out his fake sick. cock. Where can we find this fake cock porn? It's uh, you can't. I'm not promoting. <laughs> we are not promoting fake cocks. No. You drew. I draw the line. Some things are so too far. Many that's fucking one of them. No more. And you can find it if you really want to. Okay. <laughs> Somebody send us the link to that because I want to see a fake cock. Uh, Robbie, you can hit the button. Thank you. No, it was a real cock. No, it was his real cock the first time. The but it was cock. also a real cock the second time, just not his. Yeah, it wasn't real cock. It was like you coming, stand next to me. <laughs> Our cops would be somewhere. No.